CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. All right, I just turned this shit on and like... Hopefully it doesn't crash. What do you I think? I mean, we, we, we're batting 666. Yes, the other day. <laughs> wow, that was horrible. Because <laughs> we spent like an hour and a half on black the first time. So whatever bastardized version of black you just listened to yeah. yesterday, that was like the... P.S. It was the same version of black without a half hour of NBA and Hall of Fame talk. Of the Hall of Fame talk? Ahead, where we said there will be no NBA okay, so or Hall of Fame It started with like talk. no NBA or Hall of Fame talk. But Kai said, blah, 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 blah. Who is the, who is the person that Mike is going to vote for first on his ballot that Brian won't vote for at all? Who is the person that Mike is going to vote for possibly for that his ballot that might be the only vote for that person this year? So white cards. Wait, hold. What would the Cavs possibly need with $20 million in cap space? I don't know. What would they do with it? Uh, They shifted young player Tyler Zeller for that $20 million. More exciting. NBA season or NBA offseason? Oh, NBA (laughs) offseason for sure. I mean, I was, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, I I like the Spurs a lot, but I wasn't really that overjoyed when they won the title. I mean, oh, I guess this is way better than Miami winning again. But, like, it wasn't like I was, you know. Right. But somebody offering Gordon Hayward a max deal. Now, that's drama. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and somebody pulled on it, and Utah didn't match, apparently, right? So yeah. he's going to Charlotte. Is that right? He's going to Cleveland. But... No, he's not. I think that they <laughs> pump faked on, they pump faked on that one. And they're like, I think it was Charlotte. <laughs> some team. Maybe the Pelicans. I don't know. Like, some team. I think it was Charlotte, though. It was like, oh. Cleveland offered a max deal to a white shooting guard who no one's ever heard of before? Cool. When we were in, uh, when we went to Utah for the Grand Prix a couple years yeah. ago, there were just like gangs of white guys wandering around in Gordon Hayward jerseys. Really? Yeah. And we just imagined that they were the worst gang from the Warriors <laughs> ever. They were the Wayward Haywards. Yeah. That's like, hilarious. Hey, Poppers. Do you think one of them the was actually Hay- Hayward? It was like Hayward and his other. Was, one of, just Hayward was that one of them about like 6'8"? <laughs> Because <laughs> one of them was him. He's Hayward's tall friend. Did, did you see this morning my wife was in front of a hotel and she's like, oh, you look, did anyone ever tell you you look kind of like Jada Pinkett? And she's like, yes, because I'm Jada Pinkett. It's pretty funny. It's a lol. Did she then pitch her a TV show? What? Did she then pitch her a TV show? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> That's, yeah. it's, it's, probably not. I don't, I don't know what I was she, on the, I'm pretty sure I was on the train yesterday with Olivia Wilde. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Based on the level of stunningness. Yeah. Um, okay. Under, uh, uh, below average level of sunniness on the corner today. In fact, I, right before you came, there were like some overweight, unattractive, exposed nipples, which is weird. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it was really weird on a random. Wait, why do you want, why do you make me want to root for the recorder to crash? <laughs> I don't. I don't want any such thing. And you're not rooting for that. You're like, oh man, this is hilarious. All right. Look, this is just like a bunch of coffee I've had. Yeah, I was late. I'm sorry. Uh, so, all right. It's only three minutes and 15 seconds into the nonsense. So, a Johnny Steadfast. I is... mean, it's exposed. <laughs> Out there in the street. What, what world do we live in? A Johnny Steadfast. So, this is what passes for a white planeswalker. I mean, you don't think this card's good? <sighs> Read it. So, 3W. It's a mythic rare, obviously. Starts with four loyalty. 
plus one until end of turn, up to one target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains first strike, vigilance, and life flank. All those things. Yes. Uh, minus two, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each other planeswalker you control. Each other planeswalker you control. Yeah. Because that would be insane. Yeah, well, it would be each probably broken. And then... Uh, well, what if it was minus three? <laughs> And then, <laughs> that would be much worse. It's much worse. And then for a minus seven ultimate, you get an emblem with, if a source would deal damage to you or a planeswalker you control, force field it. Um, Prevent all but one damage. So, uh, this is my analysis. Plus one doesn't protect itself. Minus two requires you to have other awesome things for this to even be playable. Ultimate, quite a bit less than ultimate. It's a crappy ultimate. The ultimate's not great. I mean, it's, it's, it might be the worst ultimate. Original Elspeth ultimate or this? <laughs> I don't even remember all the ultimates anymore. I mean, like, force field is... I mean, read it again. Is it anything? If a source would deal damage to you or a planeswalker you control, prevent all but one of that damage. So horrible against tokens, awesome against Jamie Wakefield. Yes. Against awesome against Jamie Wakefield. Yeah, yeah. But, like... Minus seven, huh? Yeah. I don't know. This card seems just like... I, I see it as a one-of in Planeswalker, in the Planeswalker decks. So, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of Elsbeth Six, right? Yeah. Um, and Elsbeth Six turned out to be more or less the best card in block. But it's, like, been okay in Standard, right? I mean, it's been... It's been a little more than okay. Really? Yeah. Is it in the Dominantist deck? No. Oh, Is mean, it in the next most dominant deck? No and no. How many copies has it played in the deck that it actually gets played in? One copy, you say? Yeah, so I mean, but one it's like copy, saying, it's like a third saying, best deck. That's like saying Aetherling's not... I'm just saying... Uh, you know, a, a, a key, it's a key, okay. it's a pretty key card. Like, it's it's what, right. the, what the deck so, sort of... Up to three around. copies in the fourth best deck. <laughs> okay. That's what I'll give you. Okay. It's not in the first best deck, agree or no. If you were going to power rank the cards that came out last year. Yeah. Where where do you think you would put Elspeth? You mean in star form or just just in terms of like overall rank? Of all the cards that came out last year. Yeah, for for standard. For standard. Yeah. I mean So like, so the last like, two blocks and M13. So number 1 Mutavault, right? Yeah. So Number 2 Thoughtsies. Number 1 Mutavault, number 2 Thoughtsies. No, no. Number 1 Mutavault, number 2 Thoughtsies, Life Bane Zombie. Burning Tree Emissary, Thassa, uh, Master, Tide, uh, Tidebinder Mage, or Master of Waves? Tidebinder Mage is kind of not. So Master, it's yeah. going to be in the top ten, and it's going to be ahead of Elsbeth. Agree or no? I, I think they would, well, I guess there really wasn't anything Pelucranos else. Pelucranos or Elsbeth? Elsbeth. First of all, Call, but <laughs> Burning Tree uh, Emissary or Elsbeth? Uh, burning Tree. Burning Tree. Madcap Skills or Elsbeth? Madcap Skills or Elsbeth? Uh, Elsbeth. Uh, Lightning Strike or Elsbeth? Elsbeth. Whip of Erebos or Elsbeth? Elsbeth. No way! Whip of Erebos is right. pretty like. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna checkmate you right here though. Okay. Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Grey Merchant. Yeah, right. I actually, I think I, I think Grey Merchant of Asphodel rate, rates higher than Lifebane Zombie actually, so it's probably like Mutavault, Thoughtseize, 
Grey Merchant of Asphodel, Lifebane Zombie. They're all black, by the way. Yeah. All the best cards that came out. Uh, and and a couple of red greens and... A couple of red greens and then, like, Master Waves. And Elsbeth is probably around... It might not even make the top ten. I'd have to look at it. I mean, like... My, 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 my question was, was it in the... Was in the I, I, I was imagining it was somewhere in the, like, top 15 or top 20. Worse than Master of Waves, right? Probably, yes. I think it's worse than Whip of Erebos. I mean, I don't, but... Like, Whip of Erebos just doesn't... I mean, it's just... It's it's the card that makes the decks it's in operate. I mean, but the decks it's in, couldn't they just play an Aetherling there? No, no, they don't really have that ability to come down and, like, you know, say, I'm just going to kill all of these Pelucrin. I think I think you would see things like Pelucranos be more relevant without it. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I think that it shines the most against red-green beasties yeah, slash yeah. Jund monsters. Like, Elspeth's awesome there. It's, like, really, really good because, like, you're basically playing the exact same game that they are, but your thing sticks around. Yeah, yeah. So they have to immediately deal with it or, like, they're just, they're going to fall behind. But it's, like, pretty underwhelming against the top two decks, and it doesn't do anything against the best two cards in the format. Sure. Like, I, that's, like... I mean, I mean, it doesn't do anything against Lifebane Zombie, interesting. Yeah, it's, like, it's atrocious against Lifebane Zombie, it's horrible against Thoughtseize, and it's unplayable against Mutable. Like, it, it, this is... Anyway, and I think that card is miles better than a Johnny, like miles better. Yeah, it is obviously miles better. No, I, I agree. I think I think a Johnny will see marginal play. Okay, a Johnny or Gideon Four. That's actually the question, right? Because this is what we're going to place Gideon Four. I don't even. Remember. What does Gideon Four even do? So, I when we were like Gaga for Gideon Four, and it only got played in the Fog deck. Andrew Cunio's assessment of Gideon Four is they finally made a Planeswalker for casual players. Okay. It's the one that levels up based on, uh, how like, creatures? how many creatures, <laughs> and then, like, it destroys everything other than itself. Right. Um, so, I think Gideon 4 is way better than Johnny. I really don't like this card at all. Okay. I, I think the original Johnny, the one that, like, didn't see that much play when it first came out, that was pretty good in token decks, is substantially better than this card. Okay. Interestingly, and this yeah. doesn't relate to anything we're talking about, this is the first Johnny that was physically painted. I mean, the first uh, Planeswalker, I should say. Oh, that was physical. That was ever a physical painting. Oh, everything else was digital? Everything else, every other Planeswalker's were digital. The first, this is the first Planeswalker committed to canvas for yeah. its imagining. And uh, apparently the painter, Yeah. You know, I think it's Christopher Rahm, sold it for like, sold it for like, in the like mid-20s. 20, 20,000. Oh, 20,000? Yeah. Yeah, um, back when Kavada was uh, just an illustrator, now what does he do now? I don't know. Um, he told me that, Creative like, director? that uh, he doesn't draw much himself anymore, no. does he? So he, uh, he said, you know, sometimes you do well on those, but he, he, there was, like, one of his contemporary artists who who was a, you know, a Watsi card artist who's like, who was, like, 100% digital, but then what he would do is he would just make, like, a, a high-quality printout of uh, one of his one of his things and then slap some paint onto the printout and sign it. And he would sign and send and he would sell those as originals. And I can't remember who it was. But that sounded kind of scandalous, right? That seems a little scandalous. Um, so so you, you don't think a Johnny Steadfast? You, you, you think I we'll think it will certainly see play and to the point that it will probably make top eight of a deck. Right. But, like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Ban, right? ban Planeswalkers. Like, you kind of want one of them in there. Like, the ability to, like, go put, put this guy down and just go up all my Planeswalkers. But, so... Or are you just already in such a dominant position if you have that many planeswalkers in play? But it doesn't even defend anything. Like that's 
that's the thing I don't like about it, right? right. Like I agree. it's just it's just it's if you if you go tokens tokens this thing, it's probably pretty good. And then you're like you can hide behind the tokens for a turn. Then you go like Kiara level both of them. It's probably pretty good because it right. it's now fueling Kiora's card drawing ability while you're hiding behind tokens. I don't I, even. I'm not even sure how far that gets you. The thing I guess I wonder about is is it does it have a role in it's also put a plus one, plus one creature on each creature you control. That's what I'm saying. You hide behind yeah. tokens and then cast this. I mean, the, th the thing that I wonder about is, is there some sort of um, Archangel of Thune strategy with this? Because of the ability to also give a creature lifelink. Like, is it just, you know, does that does that deck suddenly like, exist? Like, I mean, I don't know. I played full price for Colonian Hydras the week that they were new, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I as, thought that card a lot. As long-time listeners are well aware. I mean... Billy Jensen top eight, top to the open that week, yeah, or whatever, yeah. with my Colonial Hydras. I was the only person stupid enough to own any. So, uh, but you know, I just don't think this. It's a kind of. It's probably gonna be less successful than Colonial Hydra in standard. Okay, well, that's, and, that is not very successful but at all. It's still good enough to make top eight of a premier event, right? Okay. I just think this card's not very exciting. I, I think that there is a. I think that there is some sort of enough tools for there to be a deck with tokens. Archangel of Thune, and you know, do do something. I don't know what that deck so is. The bar on Planeswalkers is you have to look at it and go, wow. Whether or not you think the Planeswalkers is great or not, right? Yeah. I think this is the least exciting Planeswalkers since Sarkinvol. That's how far I would go. Okay. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm with you. When I saw Tybalt the Fiend Blooded, which is, did not turn out to be a great card in terms of tournament play, I at least looked at it and was like, wow, this card is well, freaking. It awesome. was exciting. Because it was a two mana planeswalker. Yeah, you, there's a lot of chatter about it, right? Yeah, like yeah. compare this to any Tezzeret. Specifically referencing Zach Hill, who loved it. Well, can, can, compare this to any Tezzeret, right? Yeah. Whether the Tezzeret, well, actually, every Tezzeret's been awesome, you know. But right, this card's just like it doesn't do anything you want a card to do. Right. And it, the, the you know the old adage. At four mana, you're supposed to be able to win the game with this card, and this game certainly can't win the game. It actually cannot win the game. No, it's not I was capable just, yeah. of winning the game. Right? Almost every other planeswalker gives you such a direct route to somehow winning the game. This one done. Nope. Okay. Nissa is better than this. All right. Well, I think Nissa is much better than this. Yeah, and I don't like Nissa very. I much. like Nissa a lot. I think Nissa lets you. Nissa gives you a lot of uh, flexibility. So, but the, the paradigm I'm currently on is. If I commit to a strategy like this, how boned am I if my opponent's just playing with Cyclonic Rift? I mean, if all these cards just can't beat a Cyclonic Rift, it's really, it's kind of horrible, right? Because these, these cards can't win quickly. Neither right. this card nor Nissa wins quickly. They win, they, they win accretively over the course of like five turns. If, you, if you're starting on turn four or five and it takes you five turns to get in a position to win, you automatically lose to the card Cyclonic Rift. Yeah, it doesn't seem good, but you're you're annihilated. Yeah, like it, like, you're like all right, I'm just gonna admit, commit more and more and more resources. Ah, I mean, I'm assuming again, I'm assuming if you're playing this right now, I mean, again, I think there might be a white a token deck where it, it has a role, um, and it, you know, and then in that which case, you know, you play it the turn you play it, you're just like everybody gets bigger bash, you know. But I don't know. I mean, I. It's obvious, like I said, my rating is this card's probably good enough to make top eight of a premier event. Sure. And so I don't think you're going to call good. it playable, but not very good. I think it's probably playable, but the person who plays with it into the top eight of the premier event, when they do the post-tournament uh, interview, I'm like, yeah, the worst card in my deck was a Johnny. 
Okay. So a Johnny Steadfast or a Johnny's Pride Mate, which will have which will have more results in a, standard. A Johnny's Pride Mate has already had substantial results. Yes. So I don't know the answer to that question, but a Johnny's Pride Mate is actually a pretty good card. It's he's playing modern. Right. Right. It's yeah, like, a big part of the Soul Sisters. Yeah. Track. It's fine. So we'll, we'll probably see that. Uh, Avacyn Guardian Angel. This card is contending for one of the least exciting cards I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. So, okay. Good, because that's where I would. That's where I'm at as well. It's two so, www for a legendary creature so angel. It's a rare five for, mana, but and then like close to impossible five mana. It used to be super dedicated to white to cast this card. Here's what's kind of interesting about it though. There was a tweet. Nothing. No. No. Incorrect. <laughs> okay. There was a tweet a little while ago from Sam Stodd. Yeah. Sam Stoddard, who was talking about how. A big part of the development cycle for M15 was removing pips. Like a big part of their development was like powering down because cards of devotions. Because of devotion, so that you only got like two pips or one pip in most cases out of a card. And it's interesting to me that Avacyn Guardian Angel has has triple life. Yeah, because maybe they're. I mean, but this is the kind of card like. It's Do you not, even get that much of a Nyx payoff out of this? You have to be there first. Yeah. Right? It, and it, is, it doesn't do anything. It's five mana for... So just to be clear, when I say it doesn't do anything, I mean the amount of commitment you need to get this card in play. Imagine the kind of deck that casts this. Would a blue-white control deck ever want to play this card under any circumstances given the current set of tools? The answer is no, right? right. All right, so what is it? It's a 5-4 flyer. Right, 5-4 flyer for with vigilance. Five, flying vigilance, and then it has one white... Colon, prevent all damage will be dealt to another target creature this turn by sources of the color of your choice. Okay, who cares? Right, it can't protect itself. Yeah. And then it has 5WW, prevent all damage will be dealt to target player this turn by sources of the color of your choice. So it just prevents damage. It doesn't actually provide protection, right? No, well, I mean, the, the thing about this card is obviously in a situation, and I'm not saying that this is a deck because I don't think it is. I'm not excited about this card, but in a situation where you had Nykthos going, Yeah. And you have this guy, and you're just like, okay, push in the air, attack you, leave all my mana untapped, green, I, you know, fog green for seven on my turn, you know, and it, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine scenarios where this card is playable. I can't like, either. if you play like in a format where everyone's playing Stompy decks, or everyone's playing like Merfolk or Skies decks that don't have any bounce cards, right? Then like, yeah, this this card probably can't be beaten, but. What if they're playing like a red aggro deck, right? Or they're playing I, I, like I agree. I, I'm, a, I'm, any black deck. I'm just trying to find a situation. It's just horrible. Where it might be playable. Like, I don't or, think or like you play it as a one of in the sideboard and like maybe it annihilates one matchup if the opponent sideboards a certain way, right? Like, I mean, obviously it's almost any card you can find a home, but it, I think if there's any amount of information flow in the format, the card stinks. Right. Um, Battle Mastery. This is a reprint, not a played a played card. Or a enchanted creature has double strike for three mana. Double strike is like they're very tricky about giving that ability yeah. to things. It's not, it's not a like if it was plus two plus two and double strike, I'm guessing that card would see some play. But I guess it's a three mana. It's in a format with uh, ethereal armor. You know, maybe. Well, what do you think? Plus two plus two and double strike, played or no? Sure, I'd play that in a heartbeat. How about plus one plus one at double strike? I'd probably play that. I'd consider it. Yeah, but plus two plus two, you definitely play. It, yeah, right? yeah, but for it's sure. clearly not good enough anywhere yeah. else. How about in limited? How, how do you how do you rate that card in limited? I, I don't I don't I don't want an aura that's not going to protect my man. Protect somehow. my creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like making right. it bigger than their removal is kind of what I'm looking for I mean, first. Back in you know 
masks block draft, I would often draft Flaming Sword. The problem is, like, Flaming Sword, you, you play it for combat, and it's got all kinds of trickery angles to it, but you're just vulnerable to your opponent's tricks and or removal if all you're doing is giving for a strike, right? right? Yeah. Uh, Boonweaver Giant. 6W for a 4-4. Four, four. No, that's expensive. It's a giant monk. Giant monk. You're when a giant monk. <laughs> giant monk. When Boonweaver... Boonweaver Giant, sorry, enters the battlefield, you may search your graveyard, hand, and or library for an aura card and put it onto the battlefield attached to Boonweaver Giant. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. So This is a powerful card. It's seven, though. If you get that, like... What's that one that's, uh, like, five mana for a draw card every turn? It's an aura. Right, the blue-white one. Yeah, what's the name of it? Some kind of... It's, like, called some kind of expensive aura. Yes. It's five, and you draw a card every turn. Um, that would be the best thing you can get in the standard, more or less. Right. And I don't know if it justifies seven. I just seven. don't know if you can ever get a seven, yeah. I mean, if you could get Eldrazi Conscription... Yeah, that's the card. Right? They just reprint Eldrazi Conscription. There are a lot of these cards that would be pretty good. Seems pretty simple. But uh, not not going to be played. I think. I mean, is there any is there any like crazy aura? I mean, look, look. The card is built in card advantage, right? Yeah. So that's good. It's also built in mana advantage. So all you really need out of this is the ability to get more than seven worth out of the card, whether it came from wherever, right? Whether right, it came right, from right. your library, whether it came from your hand. So what what's something that is worth seven, okay? Think of I think that on the, the minimum level that I would want to be at is, it's 4-4 four, four base, right? Yeah. I would want a flying 5-5 five, five hexproof minimum. Right. All right? With some kind of further uh, evasion advantage, because that's the bare minimum I would pay seven for. Yeah, you yeah, agree with yeah. this? I agree, yeah. So if you could get yeah, plus five. one, plus one flying and hexproof onto, onto an aura, I think that card probably be... It could be playable. But you'd still never pay seven mana to cast this. Maybe. Right? If I paid seven and I cast this and I got Gift of Orzova, right? I now have a 5-5 five, five flying lifelink, okay? Right. But he's still vulnerable to removal. Right, right? You right. need Hexproof yeah, or yeah. some equivalency onto that, right? So, um, it's, it, I mean, it's tough. I mean, if you if you had a 6-6 six, six Annihilator, well, it would be good enough. I mean, theoretically, there is the... There is, isn't there a... No, it's protection from creatures. That's not good enough. There's yeah, like if you're investing seven in multiple cards onto a threat, yeah. it needs to not die yeah, or get yeah, bounced yeah. No, I'm immediately. To think. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Or I, like indestructible, maybe. I think we've already spent too much time on Boonweaver. No, I feel like it, I feel like this card. I don't know. It, it's an interesting thing to talk about, like. What makes it good enough, right? Because you look at this and you're like, oh, a 4-4 four, four vanilla is not good enough for 7. I agree. But, like, you need to look at the total package. If the total, pa- if the total package makes them, like, a 9-9, nine, nine, right? Right. With some other interesting abilities. Like, just a 9-9 nine, is not good enough. Because if like, somebody said to you, hey, Brian, would you just pay, like, 7 mana for a 9-9? Nine, nine? like, no, it just has a doom. But, like, if it's a 9-9 nine, nine and has, you know, I don't know. Well, let's see. What are, what are the current... Auras... Uh, Agoraphobia, Alpha Authority, Aqueous Form, Armament of Nyx, Arrest. Most of them are stuff you want to put on the opponent's uh, creatures. Aspect of Gordon, Awaken the no, Ancient, doesn't no. work. Chained to the Rocks. Yeah, so... I mean, there's a lot, Debtor's right? Pulpit, 
These ones don't even go on him. Uh, domestication. Oh, wait, how about... As far as enlightenment's an interesting yeah, car. that's the one I was thinking, but it's just still not nearly good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just... I think you're right. I think we have spent too much time on this yeah, car. Yeah. There's just not... There's... A, I mean, the, ho the Holy Mantle was the card I was thinking of. I mean, Gift of Orzova is honestly the, the best I can think of. Because it gives it evasion... Indestructibility, no. That's it? Would you pay seven for a 4-4 Indestructible? God, no. Maybe? Seven? For a 4-4? It's bouncing off of Pelucranos right now, just to be clear. Yes, yes. It's not getting through Arbor Colossus or Desecration Demon. Yeah. Maybe I, an Ordeal, actually? An Ordeal doesn't seem An Ordeal enough. makes it big? I don't know. Can't pacify your guy. Yeah, this card might be stains and standard. Primal Visitation. Your creature gets plus three, plus three. All right, haste. so would you pay seven for a seven-seven haste? No. You're in three colors now, by yeah. the way. Yeah, no, I know. Right, raised by wolves. Actually, now you're getting you get two tokens, and it's a six-six. Uh, righteous Authority That's is the, the one card we were you were thinking about. about. Yeah. I'm just now, I just kind of want to just just see the last of these before we move on. Put a stab wound on it. <laughs> It's just troll hide. An unflinching card is so, obviously. You know, the, the question you have to ask is would I pay seven for a 6 6 lifelink? And the answer is no. No, the answer is no. I mean, you just. The idea of seven mana for a creature in general is it's got to be. If they that's said. It's got to be like, you know, better than a Titan. No, if, if they said to you, there's a card, it's white six, you get a 7 7 flying trample. Hexproof. You'd probably play that card sure. at white six, okay? That's how you have to evaluate right, this right. card. Like, but if it ain't got hexproof or indestructible, right. I just don't understand. You just can't play it. The thing that's interesting about this is that you get to search your graveyard hand and or library also. I mean, yeah, just in terms it's cool. Of, that's an interesting ability, like, that you get to search all those zones. I think it's just, like, one of those things where, like, the, like you're just sick of having your confiscating your hand when you're sacrificing your academy rector, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, this is bullshit. Okay. So, Congregate, not gonna see play. It's an existing card. Uh, Constricting Sliver. So, this is an expensive-ass sliver. Yes. So, this is 5W for a 3-3 three, three sliver. Sliver creatures have, you control have, when this creature enters the battlefield, you may exile target creature and opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield. This is a powerful sliver. This is really powerful. But it's a 3-3 three, three for 6. It is a 3-3 three, three for 6. Like, I can imagine some scenario where, like, I'm living, deathing all these slivers into play, annihilating my opponent's team. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. And this is a 3-3 three, three for 6. I think it's really... I'm really skeptical this will ever do anything. I mean, again, assume... I mean, if, if there's some sort of, like, you know, big mana sliver engine... Well, I mean, around mana weft sliver. I can see you first picking this card and slamming it and being one, and then just going slivers linear. I don't know if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough slivers in white. In, yeah, you know, but I mean, this is just such a such a powerful card. It's really powerful, but like, it's it's six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I by the way, I would not be surprised to see this somehow find its way into a constructed deck. Played by Shadow Yasuo. Played by Shadow Yasuo. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. Dauntless River Marshal. So this is 
I think this card's good. It's probably second best crude ape in the, yeah. in the set. Yeah, so one W for a two one. Dollars River Marshal gets plus one, plus one, as long as you control an island. And then it has three blue tap target creature. I think this is pretty good. Like, this is a constructed playable like weenie card. I think that it's a low priority card though. Like you Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is like maybe there's two of them in there. Or... No, no, I think this is a I'm not sure if this is a card that you, you just you just play it as a two one in a deck that's predominantly white that has some hollowed fountains. Because you can't play it in a deck with a lot of islands. It sure. has a lot of pressure on your mono base at that point. Sure. But I think that this is a card that might see play. Yeah. I, I I mean I think this card's like reasonable. Uh, here's a card that's really interesting to me, and that's Devouring Light. So Devouring Light's an uncommon reprint that you, never saw play for I, I, I know, but I just don't feel like I, I feel like it's okay. So one WW for Convoke, Exile, Target, Attacking, or Blocking Creature. So basically, you're saying give White a conditional banishing. It's like on attacking a blocking creatures and it's good enough. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you know you have this ability to still advance your board. It's like one of the one of the problems with like I think spe reactive spells in white is that you're you're you know you keep wanting to throw creatures out on the board and keep making token creatures or doing whatever you're doing. So this takes a lot of bite out of hexproof decks, right? Right. So like you could be tapping your creatures and then well, I'm tapping your mana and then they attack you and you just convoke this in combat. But it's still target attacking a block. Oh, creature. it's target? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was they sacrifice. No, no, it's still, no, it's still tar target. No, it sustains then. Yeah? Yeah, like the, what's the one that's white, white, and they sacrifice a, an attacking creature? Yeah, yeah, that card's good. Yeah, that card's good and sees, like, some small Very amount of play. play. And, like, this card is way worse than that card, right? I, I, I think this card, I think this card is, like, a fine weapon for uh, a deck that's putting a bunch of creatures into play. Like, I don't know. It'd be pretty insane. Like, you're like, Elspeth, make three tokens. Go. You're tapped out. Your opponent attacks. Like, All right, I'm sold. <laughs> you're like, oh. I like it a lot in that situation. <laughs> so we'll give this a two out of five stars. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's That's an fine. amazing card, but I think, it's, I think it's worth revisiting upon its reprint. So substantially worse than makeshift mannequin. But yes, that's okay. Uh, Divine Favor. Garbage, uh, garbage next. Ephemeral Shields. A new card. 1W, Convoke. Uh, instant target creature gains indestructible until I end of turn. It's That's, not a bad card. This is actually a pretty interesting card. I mean, this falls right really very much in the God's willing, um, you know, bravery, so, whatever. But because it has convoke, I think you're like substantially more likely to get money with it. Yeah. Right. It also, unlike God's willing, will defend your creature from um, a supreme verdict type yeah. effect. Yeah. I mean, this lets you. This this is this is actually a real card. Yeah, uh, maybe. It, it's like a mending touch, right? But it pays for itself off of the color colorless. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that this card is. I think it's like, pretty close in power level to mending touch, which was a playable card. Like I just like I'm making my guys. You you do your thing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting weapon. T tap out for my armada worm. Two armada worms. One of them like, lives. Wrath, one of them lives. Yeah, it's. I, I hesitate and say yes, it is playable. Yeah. Two out of five stars. Okay. Who's like the bitchy one on Top Chef Masters with like the hats and she's an old woman? Is there a new Top Chef Masters on right now? No, she's like always been a judge since the first season. She's always like, this was the greatest chicken I've ever eaten. 
two stars. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? She's like auburn colored hair. Yeah, she's oh yeah, she's the New York Times. Ruth Rachel. Oh yeah, that, that's on this. I'm like, oh yeah, so I can see that being good in your Armada worm situation. Two stars. <laughs> Have you ever read her books? No. They're great. Her I'm, memoirs of being like a New York Times food, food critic, critic at a time where the food critic wasn't really um, a respected position. It was just only just like it was only reviewing these really kind of like French places. Stodgy. Like she was really the first person to go and go, hey, here's a Japanese noodle bar. <gasps> it's awesome. You know, and just really enjoy food. She would go in disguise. Really? Yeah. So I was reading I was reading something last year where uh, it, it was interesting. It's like if you had lived during like Kennedy's time, that like even the best stocked restaurants would have had just like crappy coffee. Like they, they would have just been serving you like Maxwell House on a heating pad, right? Yeah. yeah. And then like the most adventurous uh, dinner that you could have somewhere was like a rib roast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and there's just, there was just no, there's just nothing in American cuisine at the time. Yeah, no. And then, like, but the, all the coffee was bad. Yeah. Like, across the board. Um, oh, how I long for those days. Really? No. I just, I find myself being a reverse coffee snob. Like, I can, coffee snobbery has gotten so bad that I just really want, like, yesterday's drip coffee reheated in a microwave. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I don't think I'm much of a coffee snob. I, I appreciate good coffee, but I'll just drink whatever yeah, most yeah, of the time. Yeah. I mean, I like good coffee. But you're a food snob. I'm a total food snob. I get mad at food sh- at, at, at TV cooking personalities when they don't do things right. I God, that was way too big of a pinch of salt. Philistine. Yeah. Or just put lemon zest in your goddamn food. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, first response. 3W, enchantment. At the beginning of each upkeep, if you lost life last turn, put a 1-1 white soldier creature token onto the battlefield. You like this one? No. It's expensive. It's expensive. It seems, you know... So let's rate first response at different amount of costs. White. It's like the best card ever, right? It's really good. <laughs> Unbelievable at white. White one. Well, this is a pretty good card. I mean, is this is this card more interesting? At white one? Yeah. I just slammed sure. this into my decks, right? White, white one. How do you feel? It's still pretty insane at white, so, white one. So basically, if on turn four, yeah, I go... First response. No, I, I go, I tap my pain land. Yeah. And play this. You get a guy. I say, go. I'm going to get a guy. Yeah. Is it, is it, at, all, is it at all playable at four? I mean, it's, it's like an Elspeth. It's the best card at one, okay? Right. It's pretty freaking insane at two. I think at white, white one, it's pretty good. Right. I didn't even think of your stupid pain land scenario. Like, it's pretty reasonable to say, I'm just going to get a guy the turn I play this. Yeah. You build your deck around it. And your I opponent think, attacks, you're like, no blocks. Now I have another guy. I think that it's... I think it's a tough sell at four, but I certainly don't think that it's... It's been damnationed. Right. And it's a and it's a recurring source, so it's like, okay, now I sit Preemberg. Like, okay, I still have this Planeswalker. Tell you what, I like first response as a defensive tool... Way the hell more than Devouring Light. Yeah. By the way, they go well together. They do go well together. I Yeah, I, I, I may have talked myself into trying this card. Yeah, I don't think it's that... Because the reason is, at one, it's unbelievable. At two, you would always play it. Okay? How bad can it be at four? That is it. It's, I guess magic's a binary, though. If it's bad, then you just never play it. Right. For constructed deck. I mean, right. And the the issue the issue is, 
you really want to get something from it the turn you play it. Right? It's easy to do that, but though. that's easy. It is tap easy your mana play. confluence. Sure, tap, I or tap your mana confluence. Tap your. I mean, have a pain land, have a shock land come into play untapped. Yeah, it's not hard. Break a wooded foothill, whatever the. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is it lost life? Right. Yeah, lost life. Yeah. This is not hard to. And also, like. You could just set yourself up for each subsequent turn to consistently get stuff, whether your opponent wants to cooperate or not. Right. And what if you have, like, what if you have, like, um, populate abilities, you know? It's... Yeah, I kind of like this card. It's not that bad. I mean, if it was three, I'd be so much more yeah, excited. can you imagine if you played this thing on three and then played, like, the, was it Growing Ranks, which is a Selesnia, Selesnia yeah, 2? yeah, yeah. Yeah, good luck losing a game of Magic... In standard, I mean. Yeah. Good luck losing a game of Magic Gathering. I mean, unless your opponent's playing with Cyclonic Rift. And Pack Rats. I mean, you're never going to beat Cyclonic Rift with any of these cards that all they do is invest more and more cards onto the battlefield. But Yeah. Or Planar Cleansing. Like, Quick and Planar Cleansing just auto-beats all of these new cards. Sure. So does Cyclonic Rift. That's the thing that's... I'm just very skeptical about these strategies because if they're not faster than the Black Devotion decks and they can't beat the, the board board control cards I don't know okay. they don't seem real to me so, you, but, so it's like we like this card but we think it's probably it's probably on the on the right on the uh, one spot past where we would like it to be for four benefits. or five months from now there's going to be no Cyclonic Rift no Planar Cleansing no Pack Rat right right it's going to be a different world the dual lands are literally going to be Battlefield Forge right right it's going to be a different world I don't know. I really... Things might change. Right, and you can see how... I mean, you can see just how valuable in terms of, like, staying alive. Like the like the Elspeth tokens. You think about how much they do in terms of keeping a control player alive. Yeah, but all those abilities on Elspeth, even if I've... I, mean, I, I never really liked Elspeth very much. I still don't like it very much. It's so expensive. But it does a lot of stuff that you want to, a card to do. Right. I mean, it just never ultimates. But, yeah. but the other two abilities are so good. Well, when it ultimates, they always have. Doesn't matter what they're playing, they always have nice. this bio blight for your <laughs> ultimate turn. You're like, oh. yeah. Uh, Geist of the Moors. So people like this car. Yeah, one WW for a three-one flying. They like it because it's WW. It gives you two pips. Yeah, it's a good body. It doesn't have any downside. Cards that are built exactly like that can't block ground creatures. Right. I think that's a fine card. I mean, is it good enough? You, so I'll propose that's, to you okay, that. that's a question. Can you play this? Is there is there Leon and Sky Hunter right now? No, right? I mean, there's... There might be. Is there a Leon and Sky there's Hunter? There's the Lee of Sky Knight that people play. I mean, I think that you could play a deck that's like Jack, this guy, Sky Knight Legionnaire, uh, what's the 2-1 guy who's like prot multicolored? Oh, sure. Yeah, you play him with Jack, and you play with like the 1-1 guy who has Battalion for 3-3. Maybe you play him with uh, Fire Fist Striker. I bet you that's a... I'm not saying that's a real deck, but sure. I bet you that's a deck that people who are playing real decks would lose to sometimes. <laughs> right? That doesn't mean it's a deck, but sure. if they lose to it like 37% of the time, it... I bet you that there's a white weenie deck that could play this. Sure. And it wouldn't be that bad. Right. I mean, and this is the kind of card we look at. It's like, will Craig Wesco be playing this card at... No, because it's standard. I don't think it's quite good enough for standard. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's. I don't think this card is bad. Yeah. Cards that are way worse than this have been like insanely good in in standard and block constructed formats. Like, i.e., played in the best decks, like the number one best deck. 
And this card is just a protection from players away from being true name nemesis. <laughs> That's just all. add protection from players and it's Okay. So so marginal playable role player, you wanna call it? Yeah, I think it's like a two out of five stars. Okay. Heliod's Pilgrim. Almost sounds like Pilgrim's Eye, Mike. Two W for a one two. Yeah. Uh-oh. When Heliod's Pilgrim enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an aura card, reveal it. Put it into your hand and then shuffle your life. Probably the best new white card in the set. Really? Yeah, probably. How so? It's like one more mana than Stoneforge Mystic right. for the exact same ability. Right? Well, I mean... All right, so your bet is an aura is worse than an equipment. Is that what you're saying? Correct. All right, so an aura is worse than an equipment. And this is one more mana than Stoneforge Mystic. And Stoneforge Mystic was literally the best card that was printed in five years. Sure. Like, there has... So, Stoneforge Mystic was printed in, what, 2010? Yeah. There hasn't been a card remotely as powerful as, as Stoneforge Mystic in the last five years. Stone, Not remotely Stone, as powerful. Stoneforge Mystic, though, had the ability to sneak in... Uh, Specifically uh, batter skull. Sneak in, right, ex equipments under, uh, away around Calendar Magic. All right. So, yes, that is true. Yes, this card is substantially worse than Stoneforge Mystic. And the bar that I would put there is... It will not be a legacy staple. Right. However... If you want to rate it against other standard cards. So what are you using with this? You're going to get Eidolon of Countless Battles. You're going to get Chained to the Rocks. First of all, Eidolon of Countless Battles is really good. Yeah, I know. I'm asking you a question. Yeah, getting Chained to the Rocks is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like a, you just made it into a Flame Tongue cabinet. I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking about getting, like, <laughs> some offense. I was thinking about getting a freaking un unflinching, unflinching courage. courage. <laughs> like, yeah, I might even put it on this, but if I put it on my other guy who's awesome, right... Can you not see this card just being played as a four of in a hexproof deck? Yeah, no, I could. I mean, like, what if I just, what if I just like randomly have an elf in play and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get ethereal armor and I'm gonna put it onto my voice of resurgence, who is already wearing, uh, who's already wearing unflinching courage. Is somebody getting in that guy's way because he's now has first strike and trample. So I, I deliberately have not looked at other set reviews. Yeah. Have other are other people excited about this card, or is, are you a any set of these yeah. either? I I think this card is like of the new cards. I think it might be the best white card. Okay. Like, it's not it's actually. I don't. I guess. Wait. You probably cannot get. You can't get a bestow creature. What says? What does it say? It get says an aura? aura card. A bestow creature is an aura, right? Uh, it can be played as an aura. Oh, okay. Well. I'm just checking. I don't. I don't think so. Creature enchantment aura. Yeah, it's an enchantment yeah, creature aura. So you can't get that. Yeah. Um, so it becomes a little more, you know. But the fact that you could get chained to the rocks. Right. You can get chained to the rocks. That's that seems pretty big. So, so what anything are the, else? What are the awesome auras? I mean, like the best offensive auras are. Uh, by by the way, unflinching courage uh, and and. Right. Gift of over, right? But it would also let you get like something like Galvanic Arc, if you remember that card. Yeah. So you get like a lightning bolt, basically. Yeah. Um, let let you go get something like Fate Foretold. Let you get a, uh, an, uh, I mean, an ordeal. This is where the ordeals so, are really interesting. Here's the thing. You can't start talking about playing this card in like super wide formats because at some point you're like, how does this card compare to, to Zur, right? Right. It's probably not as good as Zur. No. Okay. So. Um, but I think, like, 
It's an interesting card in that they're like, look, Stoneforge Mystic is the best card we've made in five years. At least, right? There's no... Agree or no? 2010 Stoneforge Mystic. There's three, not been a card remotely as good. Three mana for a 1-2 seems... The two mana for a 1-2, all you have to do is add yeah, an insane you, are ability you, are to Are you it. the one that told me that, like, from, from two mana to three mana is, like, an exponential leap? Well, no, two mana to three mana is only two mana. So it's, like, basically four mana, right? But the condition on a four mana card is you can win the game by itself. This card can win the game by itself. Right. You just have to get a good enough aura. Like, you're limited by the creativity of the auras, right? right. So, like, what if you had an like some sort of an aura-based... Um, toolbox right right so like maybe you have you're probably going to play more than one chain to the rocks but what if you had also you know uh that what's it absolute authority what's the name of that one sure i mean we have all the auras here other than what's in you know m10 you know so you know you can go get an arrest that's the same as getting it you know you can go get you know chain cast into darkness chain to rock i'm just thinking about stuff that you know, get your creatures, claustrophobia. Well, these are all just variants on removal spells, right? Death's Approach. You go get a Debtor's Pulpit. Actually, Debtor's Pulpit's an awesome aura to get. Like, to be able to have a one of and have a way to tutor for it against... Against Aetherling against and Aetherling. Or, and and, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Obsidat. That's the only way you can beat Obsidat and Aetherling, yeah. right? Go get a Domestication. That's not bad. I mean, if I was Enlightenment, I really like. I, but, I think... Um, ethereal armor, obviously. Fate foretold. Your your gift of Orzova that you've talked about. Holy mantle is kind of interesting. I mean, if you're going to play and experiment with some of these auras, like this would be certainly a card that you'd play with them, right? Right, knightly valor. That's sad. By the way, knightly valor is a fine card for that other seven mana guy. Right, suddenly our guy's a six six, and we get a two two token, and it's vigilant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, interesting. Right, you get Mortal Obstinacy as a card that you can tutor for that is a, you know, silver bullet. Get to go play Mortal Obstinacy on something and destroy an enchantment. Yeah, I mean, you're saying, like, there's just not... Like, a lot of these cards that you would not normally play with... Right. Maybe they become viable. But I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't restrict your thinking about the card itself... Only because you don't know how good the next set's auras are sure. going to be. It's a, it's the card itself is strong. If if they had never printed Batter Skull, Stoneforge Mystic would have not had nearly the career that it had. Right. So Stoneforge Mystic people would have still sorted. Well, it made top eight of the first Pro Tour it was legal for in the hands of Craig Wesco, but he was getting trusty machete. <laughs> right. Like the the, the, it, the ability of a card like this is constricted by how good the cards you can get are. Right, right. right? So if, it, if they print a card that's like basically the aura version of Batter Skull in the next set, well, this guy right. might be in like the best card in standard. Okay. Uh, card people I know, I know people are very excited about is Hushwing Gref. 2W for a flying creature with flash. 2-1. Uh, Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. So you just, it's like a counter spell for their whatever ability thing yes right? I mean it's, it's basically torpor orb with flash and flying do you like think this is gonna see modern play as a response to Kiki Jiki decks yeah, obviously it's gonna see modern play right it's not obvious at all really it's you're I mean people already play even mind sensor turn four kill deck I have to leave white two open yes 
what are you going to do? I mean, I could also, if, if the threat of the card is enough that I have white and two open, are you going to be able to, can you afford to go for your combo? I don't know. Maybe on turn two that I just played a, a what's the thing that, like, makes uh, activated abilities cost two more? People do that. Sure. Do you, do you not think this card's playable? I think it's playable. I don't think it's obvious that they'll play it in modern. Okay. That's a different... I, I, I think that there's enough of a history of, like, these kind of, like, hateful sideboard cards getting played. Hate ogre. Yeah. <laughs> it's we, not a hate bear, right? It's yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think we'll see this seat play. So, yeah, I mean, Aven Mind, Aven Mind Sister has such broad applications, right? Sure. You can, you can, you so, just bone so, somebody's... So what is this? In modern, everybody's playing 187 based decks. Yeah, they're playing something. There's some creature. I mean, it's probably good in standard. So it's, I mean, in modern, what's the metagame? It's like blue-red combo, other blue-red combo, uh, pod combo, other pod combo. How about just in standard right now? Play my Lifebane Zombie. In response, flash in my Hushwing Griff. Now you don't get to take my Hushwing Griff. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want your stupid Hushwing Griff. Whatever. My guy is a 2-1, yours is a 3-1, ha-ha. Yeah, it's a playable card, obviously. Yeah. How uh, many stars? Three? Two or three? I would say three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think when, it, when, it, when, it, when it does something, it's going to be pretty dramatic. In, in your imagination, the Hushwing Griff is always the $16,000 Lightning Helix, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Every scenario you're imagining yeah. is like Craig Jones peeling the Hushwing Griff. Well, I gotta say, you know, it's so funny, like, cards like this have all gotten a little bit worse with Corsair of Crufix. Because you, you, you spend entire games without any lack of knowledge. Mm. Once you're nine cards into a deck, or ten cards into yeah. a deck, you're like, I know every, every card, card is you've known. drawn, you know, since your 11th card. And four of them were free. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not even halfway through white yet. We're like an hour in. Kinsbell Skirmisher. This card has existed before. It's probably playable, but bleh. bleh. Marked by Honor. Uh, this is a four-mana enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and has Vigilance. Not good enough. Not good enough. Mass Calcify. So seven okay. mana for destroy all non-white creatures. So this is the... It's just not very good. Although, if, if there's a white Devotion deck. So, the problem is most of the kind of decks that want this will want to kill all the creatures whether or not they're white, right? <laughs> sure. But maybe this makes Elspeth substantially better, yeah, right? Yeah, so it Makes Elspeth, you know, like you could have your, you could have your stupid uh, Boros Reckoner in play. I mean, I guess there's enough Wraths, though. Like, there's, there's in, even in Standard right now, there's Planar Cleansing and the 7 Casting Cost Instant one. Yeah. I don't know, this card's yeah, just not probably. nearly as good. Speaking of not nearly as good, Meditation Puzzle. I don't know this card. Uh, convoke, you gain 8 life. 3WW. How much does this have to cost to be playable, too? Probably. Green-white. <laughs> like, people don't play Heroes Reunion. Yeah, and 2, I don't even think I play this card. Um, Midnight Guard. 2W for 2 three. At 1, do you play that card? Meditation Puzzle? Yeah. Probably in the sideboard. It's not, it's just... It's not even a sure thing, though, right? You're like, Meh. yeah. I can, I imagine there are some weeks where I would play it. I mean, last like two nights ago, I was playing Moto, and man, my my opponent thought sees me, and he took my staff of the mind made just so fast. He's like, oh my god, I cannot beat that card. You know what I did? I divination into another staff yeah. of the mind mages. I fixed. I changed my mana base to include watery grave. <laughs> I took out 
I took out whatever the black white temple is, or the blue white temple yeah. is, and I put in in uh, watery grave so that I could have more blue blacklands islands for. I mean, my deck doesn't even have any white, wow. right? So, man, Saf in the Mind made just yeah. it made me not die. He's he's playing he's playing um black aggro. Yeah. And I was on like two, like the entire game. Like I was always not, surprised to see that card come back. Actually, the the mages, the, the the staff cycle. Yeah. Well, only staff of the death mages gets played, but they're all really powerful. Like staff of the wild mages is actually really good. You can play it on the second turn. Right. Do you know how I know it's good? Because it's in Magic 2014 on <laughs> on uh, on uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers. Duels of Planeswalkers. So like I configured one of the I have like I I have all God decks because I bought the expansion pack. Yeah. So like we're like having problems with the red decks. So I'm like Bella, let's configure our deck so we just play with all staff of the wild mages. We're like casting them on the second turn off of Elvish Mystic. You can't lose. <laughs> like every turn you're like gaining three life. Uh, is there is there any way to break Midnight Guard? Uh, so it's three mana for a two three. This card this card was from uh, it might even already be in standard. It might no, it's from Innistrad. Uh, whenever another creature enters the battlefield, untap Midnight Guard. Well, he has to be tapping to do something. Right. Uh, is there anything that lets you just all your creatures gain tap some awesome ability? I know. Uh, what about uh, uh, like the Unsummon Helix? What's the name of that? Oh, Retraction Helix. So if you had Retraction Helix, you have Retraction Helix, Midnight Guard, and... Uh, Say a Raise the Alarm that's a little further down here. Oh, no, I was actually thinking... Um, uh, Burning Tree Emissary? That's an infinite loop of no mana, right? So you cast... You, you cast Burning Tree Emissary, gain two mana, and it untaps Midnight Guard, right? Yes. You bounce the Burning Tree Emissary, oh. recast it. I, I There's like... There's a storm application there. Sure. So the answer to your question is no. Right? <laughs> In our blue, white, red, green deck? Well, I can create an infinite loop. Right. It doesn't have to be blue, white, red, and green. I could have one of those two colors. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I can't. <laughs> the Burning Tree Emissary always makes both. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it doesn't matter. You just keep casting the Burning Tree Emissary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oppressive Rays. <coughs> this card... Currently in Already standard, in Oresco Swift Claw. Currently in standard. Kind of surprised. We, I mean, have we seen this? Has this shown up in any list? No. Seems fine. Three one. I mean, how big is Jack? He's three one also, and he, he gains flying, right? Skyjack. Oh yes. Skyjack is three one, right? Right. Isn't Skyjack just way better than? Yeah, this card? yeah, he is. Yeah, people so, play that card, not so this card. they'll play this card when he goes away. Well, they don't even play four copies of yeah. Jack, right? Uh, Paragon of the New Dawns. So this is just a cycle of two twos for four mana. And then other white creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So we decided it would be good at white-white, right? Yeah. white-white one. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. Uh, Pillar of Light, 2W, exile target creature with toughness four or greater. So kill your Pelucranos, kill it dead. Do you think you side this in against Green Red Monsters? Probably. Is there not a... Is there, I don't know. Is there something else that already does this in standard? I mean, it's a con you? conditional Vindicate, right? Yeah. I mean, like... If I said to you, would you side in a white dark banishing? There's just stone dark banishing. Would you do that? Uh, this is like substantially worse than that. Sure. Is that a sorcery or instant? It's an instant. I know this card's not bad. I mean, I think it'd be like one of those cards you like, either somebody plays it one week and they're like, oh my gosh, this guy was awesome. He was so ahead of the curve. Or maybe you play one. Reed Duke was playing that new white Vindicate in his Miracles deck. He had, like, one copy. You know the one that's uh, from from the sharing set? What's the name of the sharing set? 
Will oh, of the Council. Yeah, yeah, Will of the Council, right. Yeah, he had one of those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, like, not as good as that. But, I mean, against, like, a Pelucrino, against a deck that's going, like, putting putting a couple turns into getting a Pelucrinos in play or getting like, well, an how, Arbor Colossus on the board. How good do you think this is versus Devouring Light? Uh, I mean, I think that, you mean against, oh, the other one up ahead? Yeah. No, the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I think that they're comparable and that Devouring Light's probably better. I, I mean, this is just, like... It just kills it, right? Yeah. But, like, most of those creatures are beating you in combat already. Right. Right? So, like, you're removing the possibility of Pelucrinos beating you with his fighting ability or Arbor Colossus getting a two-for-one on you. But, like, what about sometimes when it's just not an awesome fighting creature? Yes, they're very beautiful. Um. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, th I think, like... I could see, like, diversifying your sideboard, and you're like... Play one. Yeah, like, I'm just worried that they have a disenchant for my Vanishing Light. I mean, is are all these things that you're envisioning, are they, like, in a white weenie deck? Because, like, a control deck doesn't really want No, a control cards. deck doesn't want I, I'm seeing... I, and, and, and you'll see as we go through this, a lot of tools for the white weenie deck in, yeah. in this set. I think Devouring Light is more apt to the white weenie deck than that yeah, card. Yeah, I do, too. I like the idea of not having to yeah. take mana off. Um... Preeminent Captain is a card that is very exciting to me. I know this card has existed before. It won Johnny Magic a Pro Tour in Limited. It was, it was in Limited. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think this card could be really exciting in Standard right now. 2W for 2-2 two, two first strike. Whenever it attacks, you may put a Soldier Creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. So what Soldiers do you want to draw? Aegis of the Gods. So, Johnny's Chosen? Uh, so Johnny's Chosen is would get you... Uh, a 3-3, uh, a, a Chrome Crusader, Hoplite, Phalanx, Skyguard. Annex and Samedi is really super powerful. Yeah. Uh, Archetype of Courage, pretty exciting. Uh, Azorius Arrester is a nice one. Oh, so you get the trigger before the blocks yes. are declared? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not the most exciting one, though, and I'll, I'll tell you the most exciting. I love a Battlewise Hoplite, not going to play that. Um... Where did it go? Uh, Boros Elite. Oh, Brimaz. How would you like to get a tapped Brimaz that doesn't get you a token? <laughs> I wouldn't I'll like take it. it. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, it's not the one, though. Brimaz is good. Brimaz is sweet. Uh, Dawnbringer Charioteers is a card. That's awesome. That's good. It's only four. Daxos of Miletus, get a free card off of them? Maybe. Maybe. Dryad Militant, Fabled Hero. I don't think that's what you want your Fabled Hero to be doing, no. I mean, I like a Foundry Champion. Um, so it's going to deal two? It's going to min, min two, yeah. yeah. Um, again, you know, Hero of Eroes, pretty fun. This is the card. Oh, Lavinia of the Tenth. You know how hard I've worked on trying to make Lavinia of the Tenth decks? What if, what if you could play Lavinia for free? You just put her into play. But I mean, like, her whole sauce is, like, her trigger, right? You get her trigger. Enters the battlefield. Yeah. Whenever preeminent captain attacks, you may put a soldier creature card from your hand onto the battlefield, tapped and attacking. So Lavinia the tenth. When Lavinia the tenth of the tenth enters the battlefield, detain each non-land permanent your opponent controls with converted mana cost four or less. So this is like just better than the the two one version you're saying. Yes. Let me think. For and a it's pro red. I'm which thinking for a relevant. second. 
So you, you're, you're, are, maybe you're, you're speculating a, a situation where you just alpha strike, including the preeminent captain, and then Lavinia makes it so your opponent doesn't block that. Correct. Turn. So it's a. Okay. Um, I'm gonna rate that as likely to be unplayable. Really? Yeah. You also get a Palisade Giant. I don't know what that is. All damage that would be dealt to you or another permanent you control is dealt to Palisade Giant instead. And he has seven toughness. Yeah. Filing leader's pretty exciting. Precinct Captain. I mean, I Magic. almost... I always want it to be a Spark Trooper. That's what a about Tajik? I don't know. What does that guy do? Four mana. <laughs> indestructible. Oh, if you have Battalion, that guy's good, right? Wait, does he have... Is that a Battalion trigger? It is a Battalion trigger. Oh, so he's always going to yeah. be 2-2. Two -two. Not one turn. Next turn, he's fine. Vanguard of Brimaz, and then... Viachino first blade, no good. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. I it's, like it. It certainly has applications. Two stars. I'll give it. I'm gonna give it two and a half. You're just you're a you're a loose grader. I'm an optimist. Uh, raise the alarm. Obviously, a tournament playable card. Second best card in the. Yeah, it's, it's probably the best overall white card, right? Kind of some of the best art in the set too. But it's a good looking card. In terms of white cards, it's the best one. Agree or no? Yeah, so far, yeah. Sees modern play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, Razorfoot Griffin. Not good enough. Uh, Resolute Archangel. Seven mana. This is one of the game day, you know, the pre-release promo cards. Flying, when Resolute enter Archangel enters the battlefield, if your life total is less than your starting life total, it becomes equal to your starting life total. So you go to 20 when you play this. Is that a life gain ability? It is. So you wouldn't be able to, to do it under... Something that made it so you couldn't gain life, right? Correct. Um, then it's just like a flying 4-4 otherwise? Yeah. I want this card to cost less. I bet you it did. Yeah. I feel like at 7, it doesn't see serious play. No. Okay. Return. Do you agree or no? Agree. I, it's hard I for me to imagine. Like At 5, at for only a 4-4 body, I feel like at 5, it might not be that good. Right. right, it's substantially worse than Baneslayer Angel. Right. Yeah, which is not like you know Baneslayer Angel is a really good card. Right, that would see only moderate play in, in in constructed deck today. This card is like three tiers worse than Baneslayer right. Angel. Uh, return to the ranks. XWW, convoke. Return X target creature cards with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. To the battlefield. To the battlefield. This card's really interesting. Four stars. Yeah? But mm. How about the sliver deck? You still need to get the mana to cast it. Sure. But I mean, even, even getting two or three slivers is going to be... I mean, like, so at four, you get two things back, right? Right. At five, you get three things yeah. back. I was thinking of trying to do something more abusive, perhaps around Burning Tree Emissary. Sure. Right? Which is in itself a two-mana creature. Sure. I think it's... I think it's powerful. Uh, 3.5 stars. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I see this as a, a sliver card. Definitely. Like, imagine now, like, just doing that with the constricting sliver in play. So you play, like, a Tradesies game. You, know, you, would get, you, you were talking about Living Death, but what if it's a one-sided Living Death? Yeah. And you're just getting their guys. 
Okay. Uh, Sanctified Charge. Uh, four mana, five mana, so it's four W. Creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. White creatures you control also gain first strike until end of turn. Instant. Constructed unplayable. Constructed unplayable? Yeah. It's a white overrun. Not really, right? It's like no trample. No trample. I mean, like, the reason you lose overrun is because they're trampling over you. Sure. Uh, Selfless Cathar. Not a card that's it's, all played. It's already yeah. known, right? Yeah. Seraph of, the, Seraph of the Masses. Another seven mana flyer. But it has Convoke. So, so I sit up straight. So I sit up straight. Uh, flying. Uh, Seraph, of, Seraph of the Masses. Power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control. So if you cast it for free, it would be a seven. It's be I'm an gonna, eight, eight. I'm going to sit back down. Yeah? Like, I, I like it. You do? No. Okay. Base one one. Yeah. For seven. Uh, flying! So, sure. Solemn offering. One of many uh, infinite. All right. Soul all right. of Theros. An interesting yes. card, maybe. Six mana for six six vigilance avatar. So again, compares to uh, Sun Titan sort of framework. Mm hmm. Uh, creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain first strike and life point until end of turn for six mana. That's a powerful ability. That's an overrun. And life point. Yeah. Like, they, the game has changed. Good luck losing a fair game of Magic, right. right? So this is one of the things where, like, if it's in play... I have untapped with my Soul of Theros in play. I'm gaining a life this turn. All right. Or more. Or and my more. guys That's are going to be saying. back on yeah. D. Yeah. And what's the other ability? Uh, and you can exile Soul of Theros from your graveyard, and creatures you control get plus two, plus two, gain first strike and life link until turn. That ability, this is actually might be the most powerful graveyard ability. Yeah, so the thing that's powerful about this card is that you could just get this guy into the graveyard, and then you could just be overrunning from the graveyard. I think this has wide-reaching applications, right? So, all right, so how good are any of the souls that we've talked about or haven't talked about yet when just played with, uh, I want to say Deadly Reckless, it's not, but the, the black-green one guy that mills you. What's the name? N uh, Nix Weaver. Yeah. You're just playing a, these guys with Nix Weaver, right? And, like, you know, presumably Deathrite Shaman to fix your mana. Sure. <laughs> Good or no? This card? No, which souls would you play in this scenario? Uh, I'd play the black one. Because it's sure. in color? Yeah. I'd play the green one for sure. Get an oh, elephant? Oh, no, 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 no. The green one's just one elephant, right? Yeah, one elephant. I don't get to keep making elephants. No. No. One elephant. I'd play this one for sure. Yeah, it's good, I think. Yeah? I like this card. I think it's... Uh, it's not the best soul, but I think it's maybe the second best soul. Graveyard ability's good. Yes. Uh, speaking of soul, soul mender. I think you could play this in the Yisan toolbox. Sure. He doesn't have to get green creatures, does he? No. Gets anything. Yeah, maybe you get this. Tap, you gain one life. This is a card that's seen play before. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Spectral Ward. So, going back to the Boonweaver Giant. Spectral Ward, five mana, aura, enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from all colors. So... So suddenly, for seven mana, we get six, six protection from all colors. How does that compare to Prismatic Angel? It's worse than Prismatic Angel. It which is, costs less mana... And, uh... Yes, it is worse. It was naturally flying. I mean... and no, it's 6-6, six, six, though. And doesn't force you to play with Spectral Ward in your deck. I think Spectral Ward's okay. I think that I wouldn't mind playing it with that 
Stoneforge mystic guy. Right. Uh, yeah, I think this card's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. I don't think it's... It's too expensive to play in a Hexproof deck, but if you had a deck that's based around searching for enchantments, I really think that guy who costs three mana is, like... It's really powerful. Yeah. And, like, and that I think that our bias against it is just that there's just not that good of auras to go with it. Right. Like, it might be the kind of card that, like, three years from now in Modern all of a sudden becomes a powerhouse. No, if, you, if you stick to this card... You you have a very you, you put a very quick clock on people. But the, the problem is that card costs five, and it, unless your clock is under two turns, look, it always has to come back to can I beat a Cyclonic Rift? Because sure. they're just building all of these cards that are. I don't feel like people are playing Cyclonic Rift as much as you seem to think. Really? It. Because it's played in the Mono Blue Devotion deck, which Reed Duke just made second in an open sure. with, right? And I I mean it's played in. No other decks. <laughs> I think that card is really, really good. Sure. Um, so, what, what's your rating on Spe Spectral Ward? It's like a four-star card in a situation where you could get it in play. Sure. So, like a two. Yeah, it says narrow applications. Uh, Spirit Bonds. This is one of the cards uh, designed by this designed by Justin Gary, actually. Yeah, I think this card's interesting. I, I really like this card a lot. One uh, W. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay W. If you do. Put a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token flying into play. 1-W uh, sacrifice the spirit. Target non-spirit creature gains indestructible into end of turn. I think it's... I mean... This card is frustrating as hell to play against. It's TRGR, right, though? Yeah. It's like super TRGR. Sure. But, I mean, you know, you, you're you just, like, getting set up, and your, your guy is going to live through their board sweeper. Or... I mean, at, like, four or five mana... You just, it's like Yisan. It's hard to get ground out. Yeah. Yeah, I think i think this card's going to see play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sun Grace Pegasus, Flying Lifelink, 1-2 for 2 mana. I, I want this card to be playable. Is that, how does this card race an Eidolon of the Great Rebel? <laughs> if you're the Eidolon of the Great Rebel deck, you're just like, oh, this is stupid. I'm killing it. Yeah, I think if at any point this game, this card threatens to tip the game. Yeah, they kill it. It just dies to any to number of things. Yes. <laughs> uh, tireless missionaries, five mana for a two-three that gains three life when it comes into, enters the battlefield. Not good enough. Yeah. Okay. Triplicate spirits. Six mana. Six mana, but convoke four WW. Put three one-one white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. Convoke. Sorcery. Sorcery. At instant, this card would be pretty interesting. And at instant, this card's probably insane. However, it's a sorcery. Is it a two? Is it less 1. than a two? Two five stars, I think. Yeah. Uh, Wall of Essence. Good, good sideboard card, I think. Uh, whenever Wall of Essence is dealt combat damage, you gain that much life. Defender. It's an 0-4 wall for one double. I would seriously consider playing one in the Yisan deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like our Yisan deck. Yeah. We got Soul Menders and That's actually Wall what I was Essence. thinking, like, the most frustrating deck ever to play against if you were yeah. red. Yeah. Like, you're just like, Soul Mender, this thing, or or Scavenging Ooze. Then on, what gains life on three? Oh, there's got to be some lifelink, dude. All right. Oh, I mean, uh, Fiend Slayer Paladin on three. Sure, sure. Then, uh... Huntmaster of the Fells on four, Thragtest yeah. on five. <laughs> uh, last white card, Warden of the Beyond. Two, uh, two and W for two, two, Vigilance. Warden of the Beyond gets plus two, plus two, as long as an opponent owns a card in exile. 
So it could be a 4-4 as long as you've got some sort of like vanishing light. Yeah. Interesting application. Would you play a, a white card that was just white and two for a 4-4? Four, four? Yeah. Yeah? Probably. Then this card's probably pretty good. There's a lot of ways to exile things. Yes. Yeah, I would I would I would almost I mean wouldn't you? Uh, I mean I think it's tough. I mean the, the, you know people play Loxit and Smiter, right? Lox and Smiter is substantially better than this card. Sure. Right. Lox and Smiter is awesome against Liliana. Right. All right. It's awesome against. Um, it's like awesome against Beatdown because you play it on the second turn against a deck that has two twos in play. When you play this thing on the third turn, it's a two two. Okay. What, what do we think the best white cards are? I, I think this card's marginal, but I would play it. Uh, and, I mean, you play it like. It's like actually worse than limited, right? You're not guaranteed to have a yeah. banishing light. Spirit Bonds, interesting card. Soul of Theros. Soul of Theros, I think, is very good. Uh, Return to the Ranks, I think, might be my favorite white card, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'm very. Raise the alarms, it. number one. I'm. I'm really. I really like Preeminent Captain. I'm going to attempt to Lavinia people with it. I'm calling Raise the Alarm as number one, okay. but I think that Soul of Theros is good. Do you, do you not like Return to the Ranks? I think it's fine. Didn't I give it four stars earlier? You did. Yeah. And then you seem to take it back. Yeah. Obviously, the Midnight Guard Retraction Helix deck is going to be... Midnight Guard Retraction Helix Burning Tree Emissary yes. deck. Get it the, right. The the, uh, the time your opponent out card. Yeah. Uh, Hushwing Griff. And that's, Heliod's that's... Pilgrim. Heliod's Pilgrim I liked a lot. So I think, like, number... Uh, what about Marshall? Marshall. River Marshal? Yeah. I think he's fine. I mean, there's nothing that's insane, right? Like, Soul oh, of Theros. Oh, you know, the card that we were surprised by was Riv First Response. Like, we could actually, like, talk ourselves into a scenario where we think this card might be, like, you just, could, like, Planeswalker. You could definitely get a token out of this card. <laughs> <laughs> if you were willing to pay a little life, you could get a token. Yeah. Um, I think Raise the Alarm's the best white card. Yeah. I think that uh, Heliod's Pilgrim is the best new white card. Uh, and I think that the second best white card is probably like Soul of Theros. Yeah. I think Hushwind Griff is probably going to see broader play. Yeah, Hush, Hushwind Griff is, is, is going to be like the cross format all star. I mean, cross format playable is different from cross format all star. Well, look, it's all star season of baseball. Sometimes you just have to take an all star from every team. Yeah. You know, I mean, da you know, Daniel Murphy of the Mets is an all star. How much better is is scavenging ooze in this thing because that's what a cross format all-star looks like listen some all-stars start some all-stars pinch it in the eighth inning look that's how the all-star some game days works. you're the pigeon and some days you're the statue <laughs> all right that was white all right, let's please see don't be deleted do uh